Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, 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 my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, our topic is actually one that was requested by a listener. And not just a listener, somebody who's also been a guest on the show several times. This was a, a recommend by Gaia Morissette. So thank you, Gaia. Shout out to you for uh, asking me to talk about public displays of affection. Uh, actually, what you were asking, uh, what you were uh answering was a question that I had for people about what kind of aversions do they have um, and things that they're interested in and also aversions that they have. And this was one of the ones that she put out there. She uh, posted this publicly, so that's why I'm sharing her name. And I love that because for one, like Guy is so out there in the world and she is so public with all of the work she does. So this question about the public display of affection I've been playing with this all day on so many levels, wondering about uh, different things about this. But before I jump in, like I like to sometimes just dive off the edge and just go, I'm here and here's all my information. I like to tell you a little bit about myself so you can find me. And if you would like to find me, you can find me on my website at, of course, www.malitsajelenik.com. And that's just my name spelled out. So M-I-L-I-C-A. J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can message me through there, through different social media platforms. I'm mostly on Facebook, um, on Instagram. Those are the main ones where you can find me as well as LinkedIn. So one of the things that I have a super fun time with uh, on this show is sharing ideas, thoughts, and insights about sex and pleasure and some of the thoughts, ideas, and insights I've actually created as some products. So you can find one of my products, my sexy coupons. You can find those on my website. Uh, you can go into, I have like a little store now, so you can find them on there. And you can get for very free for just signing up for my pleasure do's, don'ts, and maybes list. You can get a, well, actually it's my mailing list, but to, in order to get my pleasures, do's, don'ts, and maybes list that you, I refer to this a lot in these shows. I'm like, make your list of the things that you like, you don't like, and your maybes. And it gives you an idea, gives you like a format, and it gives about a hundred ideas of things that you could look at to put in your list. And uh, it gives you like a starting ground for looking at more pleasure ideas in your life. So definitely find those. Sign up for my mailing list so you can get that. I am not an avid sender out of emails. So quite frankly, I haven't sent one in probably nine or 10 months. But the more people I have interested, the more I will likely feel motivated and I'll probably send one out monthly. I'm probably not going to send them out more than that. I just don't like bombarding people. But by all means, if you want to communicate with me, 
for sure, for sure. Send me an email. I like personal communication. I'm old school that way. Yes, it might take more time, but I'd rather get to know you. So please do write to me if you are interested. And you can also find uh, all the links to this in the replays when you go on to Inspired Choices Network. So find my links, get on there, have some fun with that. And I think um, one of the things that I really wanted to tap into with this show tonight was the different ways that we have public displays of affection. And I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, when is it that we first have a public display of affection? Now, what is that exactly like? Some of you are probably listening to this going, what is this PDA? That's the short form, PDA, public, public display of affection. There's such a wide range of public display of affection. So maybe we'll look at that first. So we're looking at anything from holding hands to flirtation, to kissing, to making out, to, to the extreme of even, you know, copulating in public or, you know, feeling each other up in public, full on genital contact. And this is like all very public, right? So public displays and it can be, so we're talking about like the range from subtle touch to extreme fornication. All of that is part of public displays of affection. Now, that's my interesting take on it. <laughs> and uh, so when I'm looking at this, everything that you're hearing in this show, none of this was researched, by the way. This is all me. So take it for what it's worth. This is, these are my insights. When I do have references to other research I've found, I always let you know that I found it and where I found it from, but this is me. So enjoy this. And so when I'm looking at public displays of affection and my understanding of what this is or how we've come to define this as a society, I've kind of created it as a very broad understanding. I like to create it, things as broad understanding so we don't pigeonhole ourselves and think that it's only this or it's only that. It's actually quite a wide variety. And then I think about how and where do we, do we have public displays of affection? And the first two things that came to mind were we have public displays of affection with babies and we have them with pets all the time. So for the people out there who have an aversion to say public displays of affection of two people kissing in public, you know, a couple is maybe kissing in public, but you're totally okay with, you know, somebody having a dog lick their face in public, or you're totally okay with babies, you know, coming and giving you a kiss in public, how is it that we've made them different? Is there an energy behind the couple kissing that you're uncomfortable with? Is it that there's something sexually uh, intimidating to you that's coming up? What is that? So I actually am going to use my dad as an example because the chances of him ever listening to this show are pretty null and void, but the chances of people he knows listening to this show are actually kind of high. So this is kind of funny. But um, So for example, I'm going to use my dad as an example, because one of the things my dad like loves to do is he shows his friends affection in public. So I don't know how, how he's dealing with uh, COVID right now, because he, you know, when he would see his guy friends, he would headbutt them in public. This was his like, very rhinoceros way of like saying hi to his dude friends. And to the women out there married or not married my dad is like on fire he's like on women all the time he's 
probably um, what we would consider now, he's like probably somebody who would be arrested for his actions, like flirting with women. He's quite, he can be quite inappropriate with women because he has such an insatiable desire for women that he can't help himself. Uh, I'm sure he could if he tried to tame it down, but it's who he is. It's partly why I'm the way I am, I suppose. I have his genetics. But he, one of the things that he doesn't like, and this is weird, is he cannot stand seeing people kissing in public. Well, not only that, my dad's quite racist, so he's got um, he's got specifics on who he doesn't like seeing kissing in public. But um, he also doesn't like seeing, say, couples kissing in public. Whenever I would have a boyfriend and I would go out to an event, and if they kissed me in public, he would be so ashamed. However, he could walk up to babies, slobber all over them, or have women that were married that he could flirt with, grab, grab their butts. And that was apparently a-okay. So it's interesting to me that when people are not okay with public displays of affection, and I, I've observed their behavior, and I'm like, but you actually do it all the time. And and I remember questioning my dad on like, how do you, how do you think it's okay to like just grab that woman without her permission? And his honest to God opinion was, I know her husband. Yeah, yeah. So that's where that goes. <laughs> so wild, right? It's like somehow that justifies it. But this is kind of an old school mentality. My dad was born in like 1938. So He's a little bit older. He's got a little different view on things. And uh, he definitely has got a different take on how we as people should behave in public. And one of them is that it's okay for him, but not for others, right? So my curiosity for people who are shy of public displays of affection is, is that actually your truth or something that you've adopted? Because for me, it was something I adopted based on my family's values on that. Um, even though, you know, as a teenager, I was quite open about my my uh, loverships in public. So I would I would you know probably kiss my boyfriend publicly, and at the same time, I knew and I was very aware that there was a whole lot of shame attached to it. And I was a bit of a rebel, so not that that's ever changed. There was a bit of an FU right behind it, like, oh, yeah, FU society. I'm going to kiss who I want when I want, even if I don't really want to because I'm just being a rebel. So there's that, too. <laughs> so when you look at public displays of affection for you, I want you to look at a few things. Number one is when you see somebody, you know, giving a public display of affection to a baby or an animal, how do you feel? And then if somebody's giving you a public display of affection, how do you feel? Whether that's an animal or a baby or an adult, anyone, you can look at all the ranges of that. And then how do you feel about giving somebody that you would find yourself attracted to public displays of affection? And how do you feel when you receive that from somebody that you're not necessarily attracted to. So a few things to look at with that. And why am I asking you to do this dive into your own persona and your own feelings? Well, my thoughts on this are that the more we know about ourselves, the more conscious we can be. 
And oftentimes these traits that we have, these habits that we have, will start to indicate to us kind of what level of receiving we're at, right? So if you're like okay with giving the hugs and kisses to babies and dogs, but not to adults, because maybe you have some expectations in there, maybe there's some value systems that you've adopted from other people and now you believe it's really wrong and bad. Well, then it's to evaluate, are those your values, right? And the more that you're working within what your values are and what's true for you, the more that you can be you. So all of these questions are to guide you and to assist you into finding out more about yourself, about kind of like your level of receiving. Are you willing to receive people publicly? Maybe not. Are you only willing to do it privately? Well, that's kind of an indicator of like where you're at with receiving. It's not a wrong level. It's just a level. It's like, oh, okay, I can only do this uh, privately. I can only do this publicly. So you can also look at this too, in that maybe there's an aspect of you, if you're in the relationship that you're trying to hide, right? So I'll give you an example of this. So back in the day, I was, I dated somebody probably, wow, this is like 16 years ago, maybe 15 or 16 years ago. And I wasn't very proud of the relationship. It was something that I felt like I kind of fell into by accident <laughs> and uh, kind of an unconscious creation. And uh, whenever he would try and be affectionate with me in public, I literally recoiled. It really bothered me. And there was something about the energy behind it that was like he was doing some kind of ownership thing. And I really hated the feeling of ownership on me. So I knew what was going on and I, I was still in that relationship, even though it didn't work for me. So that can happen too. So sometimes it's a really good indicator on whether you want to be with that person or not. Like if they recoil from you in public, maybe they don't want to be with you. Or if you recoil from them in public, maybe you don't want to be around them. Uh, which is a very different experience than, than what I had actually. It was very cute yesterday. I was out in the park with uh, my daughter and her friend and we were filming puppet videos because I love puppets and <laughs> my daughter and her friend have decided to uh, take up the trade and they're making some puppet shows so we were in the park and my I uh, had mentioned to my husband that we were heading to the park and mind you our park is like a 15 to 20 minute drive away so I was not expecting to see my husband but he came into town he's like I knew you guys were at the park I wanted to see how it was going and he showed up in um like he's very affectionate in public. So I need to bring him in public more and maybe just like have full on public displays of affection because he he is like very excited and happy to be seen with me. And also like I'm excited and happy to be seen with him. So yes, we have some public displays of affection sometimes, which I'm sure make other people uncomfortable. And that's where we're heading with this next segment is, you know, are you worried that other people are uncomfortable? What? And that's going to actually be an indicator of several things. So we're going to look at that. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, 
where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about public displays of affection. Love it, hate it, confused by it, not really sure if you want to be part of it, found yourself running away from it. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. I know that you know, growing up, I heard so many mixed messages on the whole concept of public displays of affection. Not in those terms, though. Uh, it was more specifics. Like we would be driving down the streets of Toronto and my dad would go, oh, look at that woman. Uh, like any woman who showed a man affection in public was apparently a whore, which got me really curious about whores because I was fascinated by them. And I'm like, wow, what's a whore? Like, what do they do? And um then my dad's vague description was they get money for doing things. And I'm like, oh, they don't sound that bad to me, actually. I'm kind of like thinking that sounds like a good thing. Whores are like, I'm curious. Now I'm super curious about these whores. So <laughs> I think he did the opposite of what he was trying to do. Yay, whores. I, I'm like all for women who and men who get money for doing uh, whatever turns them on. So yay, as long as you are doing it consensually, yes, awesome. So when I was growing up with these different mixed messages around public displays of affection, oh, you know what? Here, flashback. I'm having a flashback moment. So when I was about four, I think it probably started um, around this time of my life because my parents were living together at the time, but um, my mom had a friend who came over. I remember this uh, because I spent time in therapy working this out. And uh, there was a moment where my my mom had this guy friend over and it was just prior to my mom leaving my dad. So I, there was probably something going on. My dad was not kind. So there you go. But I remember seeing my mom hug this man and my mom's not a hugger. So for those of you who know or have heard stories on here, like my mom is not a hugger. In fact, in her office, she has a sign that says how much her sessions are. And then her hugs are four times more money 
than a session. So that's how much my mom likes hugs. And so I knew, I knew even when I was little, that hugs were not my mom's thing, but then I saw her hug this man and I was so freaking confused by it. I was, I felt sad. I remember that. I felt like I was left out. I felt like I wasn't lovable. Like there was a lot of stuff that came up for me and don't feel sorry for me, people. I've worked this out. My mom and I have a really good relationship now. And my mom is very clear that that is not her way of showing love. So for her, it was, she was actually uncomfortable. And what I was probably picking up at the time was how uncomfortable she was receiving hugs when that's not her way of receiving love because she is not somebody who receives love through touch. So public displays of affection can be awkward for people, especially people whose primary love language is not receiving touch as a form of showing love, right? So if your primary love language is more like spending time together or, uh, you know, words of kindness or gifts, or I know I'm renaming them incorrectly. Sorry, Gary Chapman, I'm getting the essence of them. But those different love languages, I think are super valuable for people who say, for example, if your love language is touch, and when you're in public, if you're being touched by somebody you love, then your love language is like, probably like, making you pretty happy and, and like, woo, uh, that might not be true for all people whose love languages is touch, but I'm guessing that it's pretty high up there. So again, didn't get the stats on this, just going with my feelings. So if your love language is something else, then you might have, you know, you just might not be interested in that. So for the people who do have an aversion to these public displays of affection, I mean, we're really curious, like, what is it about them that has you feel uncomfortable or has you feel disgusted or uninterested or like, what is it? Is it watching other people have public displays of affection that bother you or is it you being involved in it? So lots of curious questions and I'd love to hear about that. So there's a comment in the chat room that PDA and theaters never really added up for, um, for the person in the chat room. However, as a participant of PDA, uh, as a participant of PDA and theaters. So um, interesting that it's specifically theaters. <laughs> so curious, um, is that kind of like from the Alanis Morissette song about going down on you in a theater? Maybe, could be, maybe that song just bothered you, Jay. So we'll see, find out what that is. The, I think that's, that is curious. So I have to say that uh, theaters were pretty good to me. I've, I've, uh, been pretty loved up in theaters. I like the darkness of them. I'm pretty cool with that. I think it really comes down to the person and um, the circumstances, right? So, you know, if, um, if, for example, I was, I don't know, like, I guess there are circumstances where the energy of being owned, I don't think I'm very good with that. So if I was in a a theater with um, the person that I mentioned earlier, the 16 years ago person, and they felt me up in a theater, I wouldn't have been cool with that because that was more about the person. It was more about how uh, the ownership energy and I wasn't cool with that. <laughs> so I love it. So we got more chats going on in the chat room about public displays of affection. One happened September 1977 during the Star Wars movie in a movie theater. Now, I love that. That is good memory. So uh, I, I was two then. Um, I did not have that happening during the Star Wars movie, 
but I did have that happening during Groundhog Day somewhere in the 90s. So I do remember that quite distinctly being in a theater in the 90s watching Groundhog Day and thinking, this movie's going nowhere. Let's make out instead. So, <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars. That's awesome. So I like what I know about public display of affection is so personal to me. So I know that for everybody, they're experience is going to be completely different and I bet there there are times where you feel totally cool with having uh having that occur so for example Jay I'm just going to throw it out there let's say it was like me and you hanging out in the middle of some I don't know uh a rock concert okay and we get called up on stage and if I give you a big smooch in public would you be okay with that? Or would you be like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. So I'm just throwing that one out there. So yeah, I'm getting personal, getting personal with the listeners. Now, I think that some people would be okay with that. And other people would be like, woman, you're, you are like, you are a little bit out of control. And maybe I am. So I do know that there are people that it would be totally fun totally funny, totally an experience to have public displays of affection with. And then I also know that there are people that that would be very hard to do that with. So I know that, um, oh man, I, I've got, I'm, I'm just thinking about in the past, like I've had some pretty, pretty relationships where that just wouldn't have worked. And I think looking at my life now, like everybody who's in my life now, they're probably in my life because I would give them public displays of affection. And um, I've actually done that even for the my friend who's producing tonight. <laughs> she, I've, she's had public displays of affection from me. Uh, I won't name the things, but it's been very overtly, practically sexual in public. So high five to that. And <laughs> there are definitely like I think I do it a lot now that I think about it like I've even been very uh, public with affection and touch um, at uh, big kind of events and conferences where I, I like will offer to hold people's bodies and butts and complete strangers I'll offer that up and I suppose that could be intimidating or awkward or uh, but people will usually tell me they're like no thanks I'm like okay and some other people will be like yeah, bring it. And I'm like, awesome. So uh, I think you can only know how comfortable you are with this is if you start to try it. And if you start to try it in ways that are not threatening to your sanity or your health or your mental health, right? So, you know, if you walk up to a dog and you offer to pet it and it, it rejects you, not to take it personally, it's just a dog. Just like, whatever, just a dog. So <laughs> I think I scared Jay away because he logged out after I mentioned that. <laughs> so there you go. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, so I guess there's no uh, kissing on a stage. Okay, there you go. Whatever. I scare people. That's what happens. So practice is what I was getting at was practice with people, practice with, you know, uh, family members practice with like what I'm saying is like if there's a baby in your family and have a public display of affection with a baby maybe you're out somewhere and you uh, are letting the baby hold your hand guess what that's actually a public display of affection no more 
sexual than say holding your partner or your lover's hand it's hand holding however we've put different meanings on things and we've bastardized them and we've made them not about bodies touching and receiving from each other we've made somehow we've made it all come down to all of it sex and it's not all sex it's all really what it's about is receiving each other's bodies in different ways and in different places and even like petting dogs is receiving their body and then them allowing you to is you know receiving you receiving them it's a cycle that happens and then you know if they're snuggling up against you which I have a lot of it's really funny to me you get a lot of dogs just like trying to get me to work on them so they'll walk right into my legs the animals do that they're usually looking for affection from you and guess what it's public public displays of affection from animals happens all the time so i think it's pretty funny that we that we think that we're averted to it but the chances are you're doing it and and i think it's also funny that we think we're really okay with it when there's also places and people uh where we would not be okay with it so it's to be clear on it. It's like what works for you, what doesn't work for you. We always want to be clear on that. And when it doesn't work for you, start to have some questions like, what is this about? Is there a fear? Is there something going on in the uh, with the person? Like, do you maybe there's like the when I was talking about like the recoil, like that ownership thing. Like I definitely have like I don't want to be owned. So it's not even a fear. It's just clarity. So when that energy comes at me, I'm like, whoa, can't do that. And that kind of creates uh, an interesting funk. So then there's also energies of like, um, there sometimes also there's like, uh, let me just think about this. Like there's some sometimes like immense love. And sometimes it's like, oh, I got to like chill my body out to be able to receive the immense love as well. What I love is when people can can uh, gift me on levels that I don't even like understand yet. So those kind of public displays of affection are super fun too to receive. It's always a nice challenge for me so that I can like ramp up my receiving. Go, whoo! I just like got totally loved up in public, and I don't even know what to do with myself right now. And guess what? It doesn't mean that I'm like wanting to run out there and and go like penetrate, get penetrated by that person or go penetrate them. And it has, that is like, so not even half the time part of it. It's really just bodies touching and somehow having your body touched and having it witnessed is strangely erotic. And at the same time, it, it gives you this witnessing energy of somebody watching this validates it it's like it validates your relationship right so when people get married they have they're supposed to kiss in public it validates it seals the agreement and it validates it so i'm curious if you know you're not into public displays of affection are you trying to invalidate the relationship if you are into public displays of affection are you trying to validate it and if you need it more than most if you have this craving for it do you feel insecure in the relationship and you're trying to overvalidate it like please prove that you love me prove that you love me that proving stuff ugh. you either know or you don't but the that other edge of it too like are you trying to prove something with these things so there's so many questions that we can look at with this because there are people who try to go to the proving um, which i was saying that 
you know, energy 16 years ago was like a person who was trying to prove that they owned me publicly, like I got her in the vomit. So the proving, the aggression, the ownership, those things don't work for me, but you know what, they do work for other people. So it's always good to um, find the person that matches you energetically for that sort of thing so that you're not feeling rejected and you're not recoiling and they're not recoiling and everybody's feeling gross. So we're looking for relationships that have energies that are going to be conducive to creating even more fun, more joy, and even more lusciousness, right? Like we want some good growth and lusciousness going on. So think about that. And I want you guys to like contemplate these things about public displays of affection. When do you like them? When do you don't? What turns you off? What turns you on? Who turns you off? Who turns you on? So think about those things during the commercial. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist, Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. And today we're talking about public displays of affection course my mind went to pornography for a minute on that one because in a strange way that is like a well it's acting let's face it but if you're making your own pornography you and your lover that's like a public display of affection in a way especially if you're filming it and then you've got this on film it's like you got proof there's some kind of validation that goes on it's fascinating and then I thought well that can be true for pornography it can also be true on other levels as well so with, um, you know, whether you're having sex publicly, which, you know, when it comes down to it, that's all exhibitionism. So there's a level of where it goes from that touch is okay. However, 
when you get to exhibitionism and you know you could be getting into like legal issues where you're showing things off publicly that could become an issue so i'm all for public displays of affection as long as you guys aren't getting arrested yeah cool just not get arrested not on my count people so you could be, you know, different parts of the world, though, are definitely open to different scenarios on that. For example, like if you went to hedonism in Jamaica, you could be rocking it out publicly and it's totally fine. There's not illegal for you to be having sex in front of people. I'm guess I'm actually just guessing this because I've not been there. Uh, it is on my bucket list for this lifetime to go to hedonism. So it's in rooms. Oh, it's in rooms, not on the beach. Oh, darn. I've been told. I've just been told. Now that just ruins my entire fantasy. So maybe I don't even want to go to hedonism. Son of a. Mm. And Oh, you have to wear clothes for dinner. Oh, this, this is just getting more blase by the moment. All right. Well, sounds all right. But so I guess there's no romping in public. Now, that was just my fantasy thought. But there are places that that is true. So there, I remember watching this Netflix documentary where there was this group of people, they were going for therapy, and they all during this therapy get naked. And at some point in this week of therapy, at the end of it, there's a massive orgy. That's public displays of affection. And uh, yes, that is the source of many a fantasy for me to be um, not only in that group, but also to be a leader of such a group. So yes, those are all there. And uh, those fantasies completely exist, probably will turn to reality, let's face it. So <laughs> those, those are fun. And so, you know, exhibitionism can be totally part of this public display of affection. So sometimes people are just not into being exhibitionists, but they maybe are voyeurs. So do you prefer watching people have public displays of affection, but you don't really want to be part of it? Or like none of that works for you. Keep it in the bedroom. Keep it to yourself. Don't want to see it. None of my business. Well, that's totally cool, too. That's also probably based on a lot of value systems that you've been given in your lifetime now. And when I think about animal kingdom and I think about how, you know, basically we are animals, we just think of ourselves as more sophisticated, but that's just a load of who we were just animals that happen to have more bills than uh, we're the dumb ones. They don't have the bills we do. Right. So the smart ones out there, the smart animals who are getting it on, not paying the bills are, you know, engaging in public displays of affection all the time. You'll see, you know, lions humping each other in public. You will see rhinoceroses doing it, birds doing it. I have so many birds outside that are just like, yeah, all these birds are getting on each other. Animals do public displays of affection all the time. Like I was talking about dogs rubbing your legs, but we're talking about the animal kingdom in general. It's not like they go secretly privately and try to hide and, you know, go into some kind of uh, arrangement where nobody can see what they're doing. No, they are out in the open. This is what's happening. So somehow we got these very interesting values kicked in puritanical somewhere where all of a sudden, you know, anything public is very shameful. Probably was puritanical. 
there are values that have come across cultures throughout time that have said, you know, it's good. You're supposed to share your love in public and then it's bad. You're not supposed to. It's interesting thinking about all the different um, times in history as well, where even when people would get married, they would have to prove that they, they, um, that their marriage was consummated so they'd have to have sex publicly in front of people like that was considered normal but if we did that now that would be considered very odd right so it's it's really curious so there's a question in the chat room is so are we the only species who hides our sexual love as far as I know we are the only species who doesn't have a public who yeah who tends to privately copulate rather than publicly copulate i i think i did research on this a couple of years ago i don't remember finding any that specifically hide but i'm totally willing to hear this out so if you are listening to this show and you know of a species who actually hides privately to copulate that's from this planet i'm sure there are loads from other planets who also are private with copulation. So I'm not talking about like um, beings that you're going to find on Star Trek or Star Wars. For sure, they also have private copulation going on. I'm talking about species from Earth. So if you guys have that info, please share it. I'm curious. As far as I know, no, we are the only ones who morals. Uh, morals and we have belief systems that stop us from doing that and how have we developed morals it's probably something that's come up over time training keeping us safe most of everything that we do right now is to try and stay alive so whether it's your belief in um, different things to keep you healthy or it's your belief in different uh, religious ideals all of those things are put in place to keep us alive. All of our beliefs are reinforcements of this is what I know to be true. And if I choose this, I will survive. So if surviving also means that you're going to have sex privately, maybe there's like something about that that actually keeps us safe. It's hard to say. But there's morality involved, which is a full on judgment that this is right or this is wrong. And those moralities have come through different religious beliefs throughout history and have been indoctrinated into us. So we believe these things. And then we've got oh, we've got an idea coming through for a show, which is fun. I love when my friend produces because she's always got like a million ideas for a show. Holy, that could be an entire, so her idea is, and I love this because I was kind of getting into it, is political impact on sexual pleasure. OMG, that could be like an entire series unto itself, aside from the pleasure zone. That could go on forever, um, but I like it. I could do a very brief one on that. So thank you. I guess that's what we'll be talking about next week, the political impact on sexual pleasure, because I like going po political, actually. I kind of get worked up about things. <laughs> I like going legal and political and I love bodies. And the weird thing is that they all work together and I could get into that right now, but that's like another five hours of shows right there. So what I'm curious about really is what morals, beliefs, and values have you chosen to use to give you your sense of what is, you know, what is okay with 
you know, public displays of affection, PDA, what is okay with it or what is wrong with it? And, you know, for some people who say, for example, like a rock star or something who has their, maybe their primary lover, and then they have all these people who follow them around as groupies, you know, if, if this rock star is like giving public displays of affection to all the groupies, I'm wondering like what, you know, how does the, the primary lover feel? Like, do they feel jealous? Do they feel ashamed? Does it turn them on? Like, does the public display of affection work in those situations or does it cause havoc? So these are kind of, I mean, that's a rock star situation, but that's, I'm generalizing because this can also be true in polyamorous relationships as well, where one partner is getting more affection or attention and it could be publicly than the other, and that can cause havoc. So you want to, you just want to know where you stand on things, I would think, right? So getting clear, getting clear on life. And so we kind of tapped into a bit on voyeurism, a little bit on exhibitionism. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I have over 300 shows that are in podcast form now. Yeah, you can find them on like, different varieties over 250 platforms you can find the shows so go find some of my shows that I've specifically done on voyeurism and exhibitionism and both and you'll find that uh, you might be able to identify with one over the other even more and you might start to realize that wait a second you know what I actually really love watching people be affectionate towards each other as mentioned in the chat earlier it's like especially during these times where people aren't you know we got the six foot distance going on it's odd when you actually see people hug each other and touch each other but it's also healthy which is why they keep giving us shows and programs like on Netflix, you can find so many shows where people are still able to touch each other and give public displays of affection. And why? Because there's something about it for us that's reassuring that humanity is okay. So is affection one of those things that help us know that we're going to be okay? Humanity is going to be okay. I know that for little kids, they often seek affection, like if they're feeling sad and they want to cuddle. So they need that. So <laughs> so many of us right now are craving touch and these thoughts of even public displays of affection, you might just like want to run out to your local grocery store and you're just like, your body is craving it so much that you have to like withhold from grabbing total strangers, right? <laughs> wow, there's a thought. Don't do that, guys, by the way. That's just going to land you in jail. You might want to. Don't do it. So we're coming up to our last commercial break, folks. I hope you're enjoying this crazy and wild ride on public displays of affection. Hope you're enjoying it. I hope you know that if you are listening, that I'm giving you a public display of affection during this commercial break. It's going to be energetic. I hope you receive it and love it. And if you're like, wow, that made my body feel, hmm. That's exactly what I'm going for. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So we were talking about public displays of affection. When are you crossing the line? What's legal? What's not legal? What turns you on? What turns you off? When did this start? How did it start? Was it morality? Was it your beliefs? Was it just you? Did something occur? So we're looking at all of that today. And one of the other things I wanted to add is, guess what? There are more ways to show public displays of affection than actually touching each other in public. So for some people, one of the sweetest ways to show public displays of affection is to do things like like or love their posts on social media. So guys, you can show me a little love. You can show me a little, uh, you know, public displays of affection. I love comments and uh, any, you know, comments you want to share on any of the shows, especially on uh, the different platforms where you can share your comments, like on um, YouTube, you can share your comments and then likes and follows on different places like SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcasts and like wherever you can find the places to like and love and share and comment. I love it. I'll receive your public displays of affection. Bring them on. And the more you follow it, the more you receive from me, the more I get excited and want to make more shows. So please, please, please do that. That's great. And if you'd like me to show you some public displays of affection by liking, loving, and commenting something of yours, just let me know. I'm willing to share share away. And I think some of us forget that those are even some of the sweetest and easiest ways that we can do that. So social media support is totally like a public display of affection, my interesting point of view. So my curiosity is for the people who avoid that, is it for you equal? Is it like public display of affection for you is also like if you're liking somebody's um, social media posts or if you're loving their posts or commenting on them, is that for you like too personal? It's almost like making out with somebody in public. It might be. So if there, if that is the case and you're like, wow, I didn't even think of that because like, whoa, what's happening to me? Like, why am I so avoiding humanity? You know, you could just start your public displays of affection by trying to like posts. You start by liking mine. I'm totally cool with that. And you can start by liking uh, all kinds of things just so that you can feel the connection again. Because so many things about public displays of affection actually have to do with wanting to feel connected and witnessed in the connection. So on social media, you are witnessed in the connection, just like when you're hugging somebody or kissing somebody in public. In public, by the way, means that there's people watching you. Um, you could be in a field in the middle of nowhere, but there's nobody there. So that doesn't count as in public, just an FYI. So it's having witnesses 
that again is just my interesting take on it that public displays of affection require witnesses and some form of affection so it could be social media it could be totally in uh you know your small town like i live in when you walk up to your husband in the middle of a parking lot and schmeck him on the cheek so that is all possible so remember to ask though because some partners don't like that my husband's very cool with it he's he's always been good with that so it's never been an issue that i can uh, love him up in public in fact i find it funny because the women of my town kind of have a thing for my husband especially at the tim hortons and our local like grocery store so when they see me coming around with him they're like oh darn it because i think they actually like to give him a little public display of affection too, like flirting with him and such. And for some reason, they, they think they can't do that in front of me. I'm not sure why, but it's always funny to see the energy shift when I turn around the corner and they're like, ah, damn it. <laughs> so show your affection to everybody in any way you can, whether it's a smile, a hug, if you're allowed to, uh, opening the door and just giving a person like, hey, how's it going? These are all ways that you can show affection to people where it doesn't necessarily mean you have to touch them. Kindness is an affection. So I bet there's a lot of kindnesses that you can play with that you haven't even considered that would actually be a form of affection. And again, it's not true for everybody because not everybody likes any kind of uh, touch as a, as a kindness. So they might like public displays of affection of maybe given being given flowers publicly, or so there's so many ways, right? Like just how many ways can you show a person kindness publicly is a way of showing affection. And there's uh, countless endless ways and just check in with them and see if they're comfortable with that. Like, how do you feel about receiving in public? And it's curious because I'd say that most people are very uncomfortable with it. For one, it's getting more and more uncomfortable because we're just in a time right now where it's not acceptable. And it's getting more and more uncomfortable because we're not doing it. So let's start doing it more in different ways, whether it's social media or publicly just holding doors for people, just giving them a smile, whatever it takes. So it looks like I probably am going to have some conversation about um, the impact on pleasure and uh, political stuff at some time, either next week or in the future. So that'll be curious. And apparently I'm having a show about wrestling and oxytocin as well. So I'll be getting those shows posted for you guys so you can enjoy those. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.